It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Senator Mitch McConnell stated clearly where he and he believes, uh, as he stated, most Republicans stand uh, on our number one priority. He said, referring to defense spending and then further, providing financial support for Ukraine is the number one priority of the United States and Republicans right now. At the very same time, there is a rush, a lurch, in fact, as it's somehow called, to reach a conclusion on this massive $1.7 trillion spending package, which includes so many Christmas tree ornaments that you get to pay for. Some things you just would believe no sane, no capable U.S. legislator would put into a bill. Senator Roger Marshall joins me now to go through this, the bill passing 70 to 25. Uh, Senator Marshall, uh, great to have you back here. First, the vote 70 to 25, sir. Where was your vote on the bill? Well, good morning, David. So I, I voted against it, and I'll continue to vote against omnibuses. This is no way to do business. Uh, I've ran small businesses my entire life. If we ran our business, if you ran your family budget like this, uh, your credit cards would be maxed out, and you'd be uh, just under underwater with the interest. Um, here's where I come down. I do believe that my priorities are national security and the slowdown inflation. I believe that our $31 trillion national debt is our number one long-term national security issue. And I think our government borrowing, spending, and printing money is the main driver of inflation right now. So those are my top two concerns. And and I think that this bill just just makes all those situations worse. And and not to mention, when you're paying this much in interest, we're already paying $350 billion a year uh, for interest. Uh, within six years, we're going to be at $800 billion in an interest payment as well. There's no way uh, that, that financially this is a, a way to run a business, a way to run a country. You know, the calls, I think, are quite obvious to you. You're, you know this audience, uh, and I always appreciate you coming on to go into these issues. It, it's sometimes the simple things that, and I think should get people very angry about this, 4,155 pages, you and 24 others voting against this bill. Did any of those who read the bill have the time to read it or who voted for the bill have the time to read 4,155 pages? No, no, David, I think it'd be almost physically impossible. Now, if you divide it up, you know, a staff of 20 people, uh, could each of you have a section and get at it and and parts of this text was was what we assumed it would be uh, through the different bills coming forward. So, so no, it's, it's impossible. But what they do is, uh, let, let me talk about solutions. The way this is supposed to happen is we should, there are 12 buckets of money, the way the federal government is set up. We should be going through each one of those buckets one at a time with a fine-tooth comb. And what your listeners need to realize, this is exactly what Schumer and Pelosi want they do not want any type of, of a regular, what we call regular order up here. They want to jam this down our throats at the last second. And you've got 20 or 25 people saying no matter what, 
we've got to go home for Christmas. Oh, my goodness, it's getting late. I'll sign anything. Look, I would gladly put down my flag and stay here till hell freezes over to, to try to get towards a balanced budget. That should be our number one goal, not funding the military, not funding Ukraine. Our number one goal right now should be getting towards a balanced budget, and nothing is off the table when it comes to funding. You know, and I'm so glad you brought up regular order. You and I have talked about this before, and I hammer it home that that is one of the greatest tragedies in both houses in Congress. Too much power centralized in the speaker and, in your case, in the majority leader's office. Those 12 appropriations are important. But beyond those 12 appropriations, what was the need that's the only way I can put it. What was the need seen by Republicans who voted for this bill to vote for things that included all of these LGBTQ? It's nothing against those issues or the, the two million for the great blacks in wax museum in Baltimore, which I'm surprised if they're going to put Ben Carson and Clarence Thomas in great blacks in wax. But I'll just leave that aside for the moment. All these centers, all these things, $3.6 million for a trail named after Michelle Obama. They can raise money for that. Uh, helping other countries secure their borders, Ukraine, for example. I mean, this, isn't, this is bipartisan stupidity, and it's dangerous because we're paying the tab. Yep. So, David, you, you make several points. First of all, your listeners need to understand that really – Probably six or seven people wrote a $1.7 trillion bill, as you said, 4,000 pages. So the, the Speaker of the House and the Minority Leader, uh, Kevin McCarthy, and over on this side, Schumer and McConnell, then you throw in the two appropriation chair and ranking member on this side. They wrote this bill. So I had zero input in it for all practical purposes. So it, the way they would present this is I have two, both barrels of a double-barrel shotgun to look down. Either I swallow this whole thing, the $1.7 trillion, or we shut down the government, and, or, or we come back next week and try to do it. And I just think that's a false narrative. Again, this is exactly the narrative that Chuck Schumer wanted. He wanted to put, put this off till the last second, create chaos. Uh, everybody up here is just tired, and, and we're just sick of the whole situation and they're going to throw it out on the floor and say, vote on it or else shut down the government. And then you have all the all the, the radical newspapers across America saying, oh, my gosh, the Republicans shut down government, which I don't think is such a bad idea. And then the real solution, though, is we should sign some type of a continuing resolution. Give Kevin McCarthy a chance. He can't do it in three weeks, but in three months, he might be able to go through these 12 buckets. And in the meantime, if we stick with last year's funding levels, you know, we're going to save hundreds of billions of dollars for American taxpayers. You know, the point of a government shutdown just outright angers me because in reality, very little is affected. Grandma and grandpa still get their Social Security payments. Uh, if they close the Washington Monument, it's the middle of winter. The visitors are now down in number. They'll go somewhere else. They play these games. Your mail will come. These things will happen. The country will stand. Why is it that government shutdown is seemingly so feared in in the halls of Congress? Well, Dave, you think back to Andre Agassi's commercials of, 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 of um, perception is reality. And so the, the, the national media line is that shutting down the government is the end of the world. And again, I think that's a false narrative. 
And they, the Democrats use it against us as a negotiation tool. So for, for whatever reason, if the government is shut down, the Republicans will be blamed for it by the national media. But to your point, really 80% of the government keeps running, and everybody gets back their back pay for not working. Uh, so so what, we, what Republicans have to stop doing is negotiating from a point of weakness. So if we tell the Democrats, as long as you increase de- defense spending by – I don't know, $70 billion, uh, we'll give you whatever you want in social programs. The second giveaway we do is we'll do is we tell them we will do anything to not shut down the government. We have to stop making statements like that. We have to be willing to make a stand to shut down the government, to stand up here, to stay here uh, on cots over Christmas if we need to. Well, that's how big of a deal this is. Someday we need to make a stand and say enough is enough. Yeah, I mean, a bill that includes, you know, talk about unrelated things, the horse racing industry, uh, the TikTok ban, I think that's something to be debated on government-issued devices or to be removed. But when you look at this and what's in it, it just makes no sense. Now, let's talk process because the storm's coming, and a lot of those senators want to be home rather than stuck in D.C. on a cot, which, by the way, would be a comfortable hotel room with with five-star service. Let's not kid ourselves. They're not going to be sleeping on cots, especially some of the uh, more senior senators. I'll put it that way. But what are we looking at here, Senator, uh, between today and to the end of the week? Because the the CR expires, the current expires on Friday. Are they going to ram this through and run out of town tomorrow, for example? You got it, David. That's that's exactly what they're going to do. They'll ram it through through today. They're going to give us a couple of amendment votes. And it still has to go over to the House side uh, as well, so we got to give them some wiggle room. But, but you're right. And, you know, I'm from Kansas, we do have a big storm coming in. But, but we're, we're borrowing a trillion dollars this fiscal year, another trillion dollars this coming fiscal years from, from our grandchildren. I am very willing to stand up here and fight to push back on that. And, and again, if people tell me, if Republicans say our number one priority is national security, this adding a trillion dollars a year to our debt is the greatest long-term threat to our national security facing us. So we, it is time to make a stand. I'm willing to stay here, uh, but, but it's not happening. In all reality, they've got the votes. Uh, this will be done with, on the Senate before mi- the clock strikes midnight tonight, and it will be over in the House tomorrow and waiting for St. Nick to come down the chimney. Oof, this St. Nick should make it down the chimney, and I'm, I'm a fan of Christmas. Uh, curious about a coincidence here and the timing and you know i i'm such i've become such a cynic when it comes to washington dc and and i think rightfully so but you know i'll let you weigh in with your answer here we have uh zelensky coming to washington dc special session the speaker by the way nancy pelosi alerted all house members to be and i quote physically present Zelensky comes, McConnell makes his statement about number one priority, never mind the border, the economy, energy, people who can't afford their costs, you know, heating or eating, never mind that, number one. And this all comes together when Pelosi says you all need to be here in the House. At the time, you and I are talking about how they're going to ram through a vote and get out of D.C. tomorrow. Am I being too cynical? No, David. I'm convinced that a Hollywood scriptwriter is inside the White House and over in the Speaker's house 
uh, writing this script. Uh, this is just too perfect. Isn't this exactly the way the Hollywood movie ends? Is uh, President Zelensky comes over here, begs for another $45 billion. We've already given him $60 billion. We've provided over half of the funding for this war so far. So far, You have uh, the European Union just sitting there laughing at the United States, saying what fools they are. Why should they contribute when they know that America is going to fill the, put the bill for this as well? But no, it's all a script. This is made for Hollywood. It's made for drama. They want that to be the headline today. They don't want the headline today to be, the Senate adds $1 trillion to our national debt today. They want the headline to be um, President Zelensky comes to America and America writes him another $45 billion check. They, they've taken so much liberty with our economy that when I look at this from a purely numbers point of view, I don't see how, how, we actually get out of this. I mean, rarely, you know, do I say there's not a possibility of an answer, but this just, I don't see how we get out of this. Yeah. Well, well David, I, I do think I do know how to get out of it. I do. I, I see all the pieces now. I understand how to do it. Uh, again, I come from a hospital background, a physician ran a hospital, and a hospital is upside down. You come in, you try to increase your income and cut your expenses. It is that simple. We don't need a rocket science plan. We need a simple plan executed perfectly. So you come in, you increase your revenue by growing the economy. You come into to, uh, D.C., you put a job freeze on, on the federal government. That's exactly where it starts. You, you put a job freeze on. And then you tell everybody, you've got to cut your spending by 5% across the board this year. We can't turn it around overnight. It's going to take 10 years. But we can do this. But, it's again, this is no different than a family that's maxed out three of their credit cards, and they're just paying off the interest. It, the family, you, you sit down with your banker, and you make a business plan, and, and you figure this out. So it's time for America's get. But it'll take courage. You know, everyone is living on this seafood diet here across America. You see food and, and, uh, and you eat it, right? We need to be willing to go on a diet. No one's willing to come up to me and say, hey, we want less this year from the federal government. In, instead, every day, uh, people are here asking me for millions of dollars more. But it, so America is going to have to toughen it up. We need to stop borrowing money from our grandchildren and live within our means, just like our grandparents and parents taught us all. Basic American values. Live within your means. Work hard. Pay off your debts. Um, quit living on, on, on a credit card. That's what we're doing right now. And this is, by the way, our grandchildren's credit card we're living on right now. Yeah, it, it is a tragic uh, outline of what happens. I'm with you, but the question I add to this, and you and I need to have this discussion another time, uh, which is consistency has to be part of that plan and that commitment. And over 10 years with constant change in Washington, we don't seem to get the consistency. Matter of fact, it rarely do we get the consistency. But I want to end on a happy note. You've been a very uh, available senator to this show throughout the past years. I, I really appreciate that. I, I know uh, my audience does, and I want to thank you for that. David, thank you so much. Thanks for giving us a voice uh, and an opportunity just to have an honest discussion about some tough issues. Yes, sir, we do. Senator Roger Marshall, who voted no on the $1.7 trillion bill uh, from the great state of Kansas. Thank you, sir. He 
can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.